Hey guys, this is Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to Power Rangers in Cyberspace, because you know what time it is? It's morphin' time, only on here. Ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. Now, finally to conquer Earth. Alpha, Rita's escaped. Recruit me, podcasters with attitude. Welcome back to Power Rangers in Cyberspace. This is episode 36 with your host, superfan number one, Sean Fritz. Superfan number two, Anthony Mullen. We'll say he's on assignment. He's busy with social media for the BICBP radio network, the network that hosts and distributes Power Rangers in Cyberspace. For episode 36, uh, we're going to continue on actually an older episode, which was also just me, talking about the middle 20 episodes of season one of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Season one was 60 episodes. The first 40 were taken from the Sentai footage, ending with Doomsday Part 2, which was supposed to be the season finale, but five days a week, eight weeks, you just showed all 40 episodes. So what did Saban do? He went back to Toei, the company that produces and distributes Super Sentai and uh, Ranger at that time, and commissioned more footage, more Zord battles, more Green Ranger, because... Green Ranger in the States, Jason David Frank, Tommy Oliver, was still, even though the Green Candle had happened, which we'll get to later, he was still considered part of the team. In the Sentai, Karyu Sentai Ranger, the Green Ranger, the character named Barai, had actually died after his version of the Green Candle. So Tommy Oliver's still alive. We know that from future seasons of the show anyway. But as I was saying, Saban went to Toei Company and said, we need more footage. So they made more footage. They called this Ju2, spelled Z-Y-U-2 is what most fans commonly refer to it. This is where the Black Ranger wears the Green Ranger shield, you know, just a whole bunch of other fun stuff. This also is why Zordon, quote, infuses Tommy with his power, I forget what it's called, and why the Green Ranger can continue on. Not why he can continue on, but, you know. Most of the Green Ranger footage that wasn't Zords and, and, you know, all that other stuff, we obviously know that's based on the shield that's used. We know that that's all original footage, stateside footage shot for Mighty Morphin. So with that, let's get into it. We'll be covering the middle 20 episodes, so episode 21 through episode 40. So what's important to watch to continue the story? Well, not a whole lot in this middle part, about half of them. So episode 25, Life's a Masquerade. Why is that important? Well, my favorite, and I always refer to it, and it's the only reason that it's important, is at 4 minutes and 36 seconds left, if you're watching the Netflix version of episode 25, the Megazord falls into a papier-mâché building and crushes it. That's the only reason to watch this episode. Episode 26, Gung-Ho, is where we see a number of things. Very important, where we see super putties. This will be the precursor to the Zed putties that had to be punched in the chest. The super putties couldn't be killed by normal means with power weapons or blade blasters. This also required Tommy and Jason, who had been feuding only at the beginning of the episode, not really beforehand or anything else, they had to go on a quest to get the super duper slingshot blasters. I, I, don't, I don't remember what they were called. I didn't stop to look them up. To get these, they have to summit a big hill, pretty steep hill, and this is where Jason 
is given the dragon shield by Tommy in, in episode 35. Last episode, Anthony and I talked about battleizers. He mentioned that this was considered the first unofficial battleizer to get these extra blasters. Not only do they have to summit this hill, this mountain, whatever you want to call it, they also have to distract Titanus. This is the first time we see him. He's protecting these slingshot blasters at the top of this hill. Tommy and Jason, good setup. They're feuding just this episode. They have to learn to work together. I did notice one continuity error in this. Green Ranger is wearing a black dagger pouch. The importance of that to super nerds such as myself is the black dagger pouch was used only when the Green Ranger was evil, under Rita's spell, and the white dagger pouch was when he was no longer under Rita's spell once the Sword of Darkness was destroyed. Episode 27, Wheel of Misfortune. Really the only relevance here is we see the first appearance of the Ultra Zord. So after gaining Titanus's favor from the previous episode, in episode 27, they make quick use of him and they assemble the Ultra Zord. Episode 28 and episode 29, Island of Illusion, part 1 and 2. There's really not a whole lot of importance here, with the exception of Lokar, who in the Sentai was called Satan. He was that floating, semi-transparent head in the sky. I believe they used him and, and the lightning clips in Mutiny Part 1 and 2, which was Season 2's openers. Episode 29, we saw one of very few instances of the Green Ranger inside the Megazord cockpit. Not inside the Mega Dragonzord cockpit or Dragonzord fighting mode cockpit. We just saw him in the actual five Zords combining to make the Megazord or in the Sentai, Daijujin. We did see the Mega Dragon Zord. He finishes the Monster of the Day. Ultra Zord shows up. Lokar bails for later. Uh, that was episode 28 and 29, Island of Illusion. Then we skip to the previously referenced episodes 34 and 35, Green Candle, Part 1 and Part 2. This is where Tommy loses his green powers. The Green Candle, convenient plot point, was touched by the Green Ranger back during Green with Evil, off screen. And convenient plot point, Rita decides to light the candle after 15 episodes, and they ran out of Sentai footage. So once the green candle is extinguished, Tommy's power coin is drained of all its power ranger energy. Zordon will eventually infuse it later down the road, and Tommy will have powers of varying degree. Eventually in season two, he's still the green ranger, but because they have new Zords, which came from a different season of Super Sentai, then, you know, they can't use the Dragon Zord because it doesn't interact with the Megazord at all and it would be a clip nightmare. So he loses his powers and then throughout the next couple episodes, Tommy disappears. Jason does beat himself up over it. Episode 38, A Bad Reflection on You. This is kind of the precursor to season two. Lord Zed creating his own piss poor Power Rangers and Anthony continues to tell me Power Rangers in space with the Psycho Rangers. Seems like a, a first attempt at this. Basically it's a Carbon copy, turns out the Red Ranger is the monster of the day, some mirror, well executed. And then we get to episode 39 and 40, Doomsday Part 1 and Doomsday Part 2. Again, I already mentioned it, they were supposed to be the last two episodes of the season, but because of scheduling and popularity of Power Rangers, they only had two months worth of shows, so Saban flexed, he got some more footage, and they put out 20 more episodes after this. Interestingly, in the Sentai, as I always say, Cyclopsis... I forget the name in the Sentai, but the pilot is at one point Goldar, and then at another point is Rita's counterpoint, Bandora, her son, who she has risen from the dead. 
and we find out that that is why Pandora is a witch so evil because her son was killed and she made a deal with Satan, Lokar, from the previous few episodes to grant her with power and do his bidding. It's actually very interesting. Eventually we see her at the end of the season in Sentai turn back from Pandora evil to just regular person reunited with her son. We see Scorpina out of her Scorpina garb, which is really strange. We actually see her in disguise as a civilian a couple times throughout the season. Again, still strange. So probably one of the better, more intense episodes, uh, miniseries. Their Zords get got for a minute. You know, there's a whole bunch of Onos. But one of the better miniseries of season one, as well as the Green Ranger saga, which is always pretty compelling. Green Candle. Previously, the Green with Evil five-part miniseries, which was just amazing. They did a really good job with these middle episodes. There were 10 in total that I listed, but not all 10 are really relevant. Again, one is just because of that building that gets crushed. So shifting gears on Instagram the other day, I posted a picture and a very brief article about the newly announced pops for Power Rangers Mighty Morphin, and I am jazzed. I am super jazzed. You know, there's a Rita and a Zed. And there's also a Rita Z2 pack, Goldar with wings, the original six Rangers, no helmets. There are two Monsters of the Day, the Pumpkin Wrapper, that's a GameStop exclusive, and Pudgy Pig from Ju2, also a GameStop exclusive. Entertainment Earth has a glow-in-the-dark 6-inch, I believe, Megazord, and a standard find-it-anywhere-in-retail black and gold Megazord. There's also a 6-inch Tiger Zord in battle mode, which I thought was pretty cool. But what I'm probably going to spend too much money on is the 10-inch Ultra Zord. I'm super jazzed about that. And there's a new wave of the Battle World Series 4, two-pack with Lord Zed and Goldar. Pretty jazzed about that. And one more item. Since we last talked about it, Power Morphicon has had two more waves of announced guests. It's basically like, hey, if you were ever on Power Rangers, why don't you just kind of come and hang out at Power Morphicon? And as a fan, I would also love to go and hang out at Power Morphicon. There are so many people. I want to go. I really, really want to go. Wave 7 for Power Morphicon. I'm kind of bummed for Anthony because this would be the, the year to go. You know, Johnny Young Bosch from Money Morphin, Adam Park. Uh, let's see, we have some wild for a couple different wild forests represented. Zen Aku, I, I don't know these characters, but Anthony swears by them. Wild Force, Zen Aku, Jindrax, uh, Xander Bly from Mystic Force, John Telligan, who is, who is a writer for Ninja Storm. And I am not even going to attempt to try these because I don't speak Japanese. And I'd, I think it'd be kind of disrespectful to to go through and just kind of sabotage their name. But the young kid who's now all grown up that played the White Ranger in Gozai Sentai Dai Ranger, the White Ranger from Mighty Morphin, season two, and the Red Ranger from Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger, which was the season that we didn't see, which was Alien Rangers, and a Super Sentai stunt coordinator for 25 plus seasons. Wave six, we have a voice actor for Zordon, David Felding, video capture as well. Skull, played by Jason Narvi. A uh, little known fact, went to school, got his, I think it was his master's or doctorate from Franklin and Marshall College in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, my hometown. A couple putty patrollers from Power Rangers Turbo, Elgar. From Lightspeed Rescue, Carter Grayson. From Lightspeed Rescue as well, Joel Rollins. These are their character names. 
Kelsey Winslow from Lightspeed, and Captain Mitchell from Time Force Frax. Tizon from Operation Overdrive. Troy Burrows from Megaforce. Oh, Troy was the Red Ranger, if I'm not mistaken. Noah from Megaforce, the Blue Ranger. Gia from Megaforce, the Yellow Ranger. And Christina Masterson, Emma Goodall from Megaforce. No character names listed. Orion from Megaforce. Kendall Morgan, the Purple Ranger from Dino Charge. Iris Hampton, Power Rangers casting director. Look the part, be spandex ready, and you too could be a Power Ranger. Ronnie Sperling, writer, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Now that would be a good interview. Because they were just still just figuring it out at the time. Paul, Sh- I, always, I always mess up his name. Paul Bulk, first six seasons. And from RPM, Ten- Ten- Tenea, Tenaya. On top of a lot, almost every other Power Rangers um, from Mighty Morphin. A lot of Time Force, a lot of Lightspeed. Well, all of Lightspeed Rescue is going to be there pretty much. It's going to be pretty pretty exciting. I would, like I said, I would love to go. I know Anthony would love to go. I would love, I would honestly love to go and hang out with Anthony and just watch him marvel. Because like we played in episode 33, the Jason David Frank interview, he was, I'm surprised he could hold the microphone together. I was proud of him. I was really proud of the guy. But it was, uh, he was afraid to get the microphone too close. And I can understand, you don't want to put that thing right in someone's face unless you're actually doing like an official ADR or anything like that. But he was, he was just kind of, his eyes were as big as saucers. He was just so jazzed and so excited. But uh, I wanted to put an episode out for everyone. I know we said that we were going to take a break. Uh, Anthony is, like I said, he and he's doing the social media for the entire network now. So he has, for all intents and purposes, um, moved on to do that. He's on Hardly Awesome with Chris. And he's just kind of figuring out where his, his needs are best suited, where his skills are best used. So I'm uh, taking it. I'm. I'm looking, I'm taking applications. Uh, I've talked to a couple people. Uh, we just have to figure out a time to do a test run. That might become an episode. Uh, maybe I'll make my my um, my interviews, my uh, our test runs uh, an episode. I don't know. Haven't recorded any yet to know if they are worth airing or not. But I wanted to put one out for everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, we, I, we all appreciate it at the network. Uh, again, Anthony is always welcome back on. He might pop in from time to time. And... Until next episode, thank you all for listening.
Power Rangers in Cyberspace is distributed by BICBP-radio.com, the BICBP Radio Network.